Hi, I'm Dr. Stephen Marin, and thanks for listening to What's It All About? Growing up, I really didn't know any black people. We lived in a homogeneous white neighborhood. I think there were two or three black students in my high school graduating class of 400. And even college seemed very culturally segregated. However, as an adult, I'm grateful that my family and social circles are very diverse. This began largely by circumstance. My early career was in organizations and geographies where I was a minority, and my majority non-white colleagues became friends. Through them, I frequented certain restaurants and clubs and events, which happened to be patronized by people of color, and met them. There was nothing deliberate about it, but it, but it happened. I remember one of my work friends telling me, Stephen, you don't understand. Black people live in two worlds. You only live in one. And at some level, I knew this was true, but really wanted to understand it better. And she responded by inviting me to her family reunion. Her family was amazing. They were like, if you really want to know, here's how it is. And then I began to see things that had clearly been there before, but I had completely missed. Like all-white business meetings where people editorialized about black people or Latinos. Or the blatant disrespect of someone saying, you're not really black, to a black colleague as if it were a compliment. Or a person of color in management assumed to be a lower-level employee by accident. I could no longer even pretend to ignore how people of color were treated or considered even by friends or family members. I'm also married to a black woman who I love deeply as a person, but also because of her blackness, the cultural roots and perspective on the world she brings as a person of color. We've been harassed by both white people and black people for our relationship. And I'm in awe of the way she manages the challenges of respectability politics in both the workplace and as a parent. I'm also saddened that this has shaped her life. We have two children who, while technically mixed, are black in America. And as the white father of black children, I can tell you that my experience as a parent is a little different from the other white parents in my child's school. My kids have already had people touch their hair without permission. They, and now I, have to straddle two worlds, and their childhood is a little different than their white peers. They hear things and see things and know things that their white friends have the privilege of not hearing, never knowing, and never seeing. Like rehearsing, show me your hands, or practicing not reaching for your pocket, when asked, do you have ID? Or learning to be on constant surveillance for dog whistles that indicate special danger. As a physician, if a patient tells me they have pain, I don't get to deny their experience. What I do get to do is evaluate the evidence, determine my understanding of their condition, and decide the extent to which I am willing to intervene. I may not choose to intervene to the extent they desire, but doing so does not deny their pain. And while some do, that doesn't make it right. In business, it's the customer who determines the reality of a brand promise. The manufacturer really doesn't get to have an opinion about the extent to which they have delivered on their assertions. I only say this to make one point very clear. If you're white, if you're Caucasian, you don't get to decide whether or not there is oppression or tacit segregation or social injustice, prejudice, and disproportionate risk for black people. You don't even get to have an opinion about the extent to which white society has delivered on their assertions about the liberty, safety, and opportunity of black people. Only black people get that right. What you do have is the opportunity to listen and learn, evaluate the evidence, and decide whether you understand their condition and determine the extent to which you are willing to intervene. But you don't get to deny the reality of black people, even if you wish it wasn't so. All human beings are not the same. We're all quite unique in skills and experience, ancestry and culture, values and orientation. And some of these differences, 
especially but not limited to skin color, have been used historically to create inequities of social and economic power. There are inherent societal biases and associated risks to both the quality of life and life itself for people of color in the United States. As such, anyone who says, I don't see color, is not seeing the world for what it is. Trying to be colorblind is not the path to equity when the playing field is white. The key to our society's success is whether, in the face of all these differences, we can all be safe and have the same opportunity to succeed in the world on our own terms. But everyone's slice of the liberty and justice pie has to be the same size as everyone else's. If it's not, we're all at risk. No one should be more free or more safe or less represented than any other of our fellow citizens.